0: What's true today might not be true an hour, a day, or a month from now. I'm going to give you the truth straight. No chaser. Glad to have you aboard. Let's get it. Welcome to episode 57 of Jacques Talk, my friends. I'm Jean-Jacques Taylor, joined by my boy Big Joe in the Big Rig on episode 57 of Jacques Talk. What's up, Doc?
1: What up? What it do?
0: Oh, How you feeling, man? I'm good. I mean
1: yeah. after that tough loss the other yeah. day, you know, I had checking on all my cowboy fans. Yeah, I had to digest it, you know, um all the pundits, all the uh all the all the people talking trash and uh <laughs> you know, I misery and, loves
0: company was coming
1: out. Oh yeah, Well, they always do. Misery loves company, so when Philadelphia got their ass kicked, I felt a little better. So you
0: that's know. <laughs> all good Yeah. well I hope y'all are prepared to be entertained and dazzled for the next hour so as we break down the Cowboys game talk to you a little bit about self care and give you the three things that shocked us most about the Cowboys loss yes we narrowed it down to three um, you can always follow me on Twitter at JJT journalist I am Jean-Jacques Taylor is the handle <clears throat> now see I'm going to try to stop doing that but I got this scratchy throat that I'm fighting because I refuse to give in to the devil and catch a cold. Uh, So I'm gonna try to limit that uh, for y'all today. Uh, Want to let you know that uh, if you're ever involved in an accident and it's not your fault, what you need to do, what you really gotta do is pick up the phone and call 972-934-8900. That's Greening Law. And when they pick up the phone, literally, What you do is you say, hey, here's my situation. What do you think? And I'm telling you, and I've said it before, and I'm gonna keep on saying it because it's real. If they bring you on as a client, it's been a great day for you. And here's what I'm talking about. They handle the whole entire process while you go through it. And the process, if you ain't never been through it, that thing can be long and tedious and frustrating. It can drive you nuts. That's why you have Greeny Law. To hold your hand and tell you, hey, chill out right now. Don't worry about it. Here's what's happening. Take a left right here. Take a right right there. They're kind of like your guide through the whole process. Why? They want you to focus on two things and two things only. They want you to focus on healing and renewal. Get your mind right. Get your body right. Get your life back. That's what they're all about. Now, understand this. They don't take a dime. Not a quarter. Not a nickel. Not a penny. Nothing. They don't get paid at all unless you get paid. What's better than that? That means the consultation is free. All you gotta do is give them a call, tell them your situation, and let them go to work for you. And when I say go to work for you, you need a doctor, they got a doctor for you. They can find one for you. You need a specialist, they can find one for you. Whatever you need, they got you. Why? So you can focus on two things, healing and renewal. Getting your mind right, get your body right, get your life back. That's what they want you focused on. So give my friend Robert Green in a call. If you're ever involved in an accident, you need somebody to take care of you. Um, And understand, it's not just car accidents and truck accidents like like you think. It can be medical malpractice. It can be workplace litigation, you know, sexual assault litigation, birth injuries. Any of that stuff falls under their realm, and they can help you. So give them a call. Let them help you uh, get your life right, get your mind right, get your body back. Now, about the Dallas Cowboys, dog. They stumped the other day. Um, so, as we like to do, good times or bad times, we like to go through the four plays to shape the game. Now, luckily, they were all pretty early in this game <laughs> because this one was over quite quickly uh, to me. I think the thing about it, and uh, for those of you new to the show, four plays to shape the game are not always the most basic plays, like you know, uh, your boy's interception on the second series for the Cowboys. They're not big plays like that. Sometimes they're a little more subtle because those are the ones that you kind of overlooked. Because think about it. There were, I believe, I mean, the number was large, man. There was 143 plays in the game the other day. Unbelievable that the Packers only ran 54. It seemed like they had the ball the whole game, but they didn't. Uh, But here are the plays that made the biggest impact on the game that you might not quite have remembered. Um, And it starts off like this. I thought... Now, uh, you know, there's, there's two, two ways to think about it in today's NFL. It used to be, back in the day, back when I was growing up, back when Big Joe and the Big Eagles were growing up, you win the toss, you take the ball, you start the game. Now, most teams prefer to defer, take the ball, and start the second half. That means, hey, we can get some momentum started in the third quarter. We can make some adjustments. We've seen what you do. Now we can counter it. Now it's game on. They also like to do that because why? If we happen to have the ball at the end of the half, we can put the double together. We can score at the end of the half, get the ball right back, and if we score again, there may be a 14-point swing, which can be huge in today's NFL. So we all understand that. And so that's what made the Packers' decision to start the game by taking the ball interesting. Now, we all know why they took the ball, right, bro?
1: Oh, yeah. They wanted to get out ahead of the Cowboys. There you go. Cowboys, best
0: front runners in the National Football League. One way to stop you from front running, we looked at your defense to see that saw that before this game, and I don't know if you knew this, though, the Cowboys had allowed points on the first drive in 10 of, 17, 10 of 17 games. Oh, yeah. So, if you're Green Bay, you're like, let's take the ball, let's see if we can drive it, score it, take the crowd out, put some pressure on these boys and see how they respond. So, Green Bay takes the kickoff. First play, smashed Tank Lawrence. Hey, dog, you ain't got no running game today. Second play, sack. Except that it wasn't. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. We got an illegal contact on Bland who basically tackled uh, your receiver. So it was a legitimate call. So instead of third and long, they got a the first down. Next play, smashed Damon Clark, won a few plays he made. Drops your boy Aaron Jones for a three-yard loss. Now you got him right where you want him. What do the Cowboys do best? They rush the passer. They on a fast turn. The crowd is loud. Here's what happened.
1: Christian Watson in the games. Tom told you back from that hamstring. injury for the first time. Here's Love. Back deep. Can't find that at all. Now throws it deep. Has a man and it's caught by Romeo Dobbs up to midfield. And a first down for Green Bay. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I
0: was like, who the hell is Romeo Dobbs?
1: Mama. And how do you spell his name? Mama. There goes that man. I was, <laughs> dog. I
0: looked him up. Fourth round pick from Nevada. Ain't never had a 100-yard game. 50-something catches seven, less than 700 yards. I'm like, really?
1: Two years, no 100-yard I didn't yards. know. The, Two years, no 100-yard game ever.
0: I didn't know I was going to know everything about him by the time the game was over. Yeah. But that was a uh, that was a bad uh what do we call it? it is one of my favorite words. That was a harbinger. Harbinger because it was like you know what? Then they had the Packers potentially in two third and long situations in the first five plays of the game and they have easily escaped it both times. I realized it was less than 3 minutes into the game, but I was already like, "Well, I guess if they don't have to win this one, it feel like a shutout. I mean, a shootout. Although, I I was quick to point out on Twitter, don't forget the Cowboys have given up a lot of first-drive points, and then uh, your boy Dan Quinn will come back, make adjustments, and, you know, the game will settle down.
1: Yeah, It didn't happen
0: in this situation.
1: The sky is not falling. The sky is not falling. You know, we've seen this before. Right. Yeah.
0: That's what I was trying to tell people.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, You know. Now, I was still trying to tell him that a few plays later when Aaron Jones goes three yards off right guard for yeah. a touchdown. Yeah,
1: don't worry. It's 7 nothing. Don't worry about it.
0: 12 plays, 75 yards, 752, and I'm like, damn, that's the worst possible start for your Dallas Cowboys. Now, that being said, yeah. hey, this team is all about offense. No matter what they told us at the start of the season, this team is all about the O. So let's see what Dak and the fellas got. They get the ball, and right away, man, it feels herky-jerky to me. Uh, It just don't feel right. They don't look in rhythm. We've seen them when they look in rhythm and they go, bing, 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 touchdown. This does not feel like that. That being said, uh, Dak goes for 18 on third and three, and I'm like, all right, okay, maybe that'll shake him up a little bit. Okay, I'm finna flash back for a second. You know the thing that bothered me about Green Bay's opening drive? And I talk about this all the time with you, bro. Listen to this. First down, second down, 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 third down, third down, third down touchdown. That's how a drive's supposed to go. Nothing but first and second downs I mean you moving the ball. Already the Cowboys ain't run but six plays, and they on their second, third down. Here's what happened.
1: Their secondary, third down and eight. Here's Prescott over the middle. And no, almost made a great catch, but could not bring it in. And up comes fourth down.
0: It felt like a drop to me yep. because I've seen Ceedee Lamb make that catch. Yep, it wasn't the perfect throw, but it's a catch we've seen him make. And right then, I was like. You can't have your all-pro receiver with 135 catches dropping that pass because it already feels like the Packers just, just took it to you. And now you got to give up the ball. And I'm already like, this just don't feel right, man. And I, I'm just telling you all, I know you've watched a ton of football in your life. I've watched a ton of mine. I've watched the Cowboys, obviously, more than any other team. And, dude, the vibe for me was bad right from the start. After after the first two drives of the game, I'm just like, I'm not saying I thought they would lose, but I'm just like, ah, this thing going to be an all-day sucker now. And uh, it don't help when you punt the ball and then Sam Williams go down there and get, a, get hit with a fair catch interference. So instead of starting at the 9, they get to the start at the 24. Now, nah. all that being said, man, your Dallas Cowboys – they stunk in the first half. I don't have to tell y'all that. Um, and it was, uh, I mean, you know, they're getting down, and they're down 10 nothing. And I'm just like, I mean, they're down 14 nothing after the pick and then the short drive. And I'm just like, dude, they have got to make a play at some point right now, or this thing is going to be over before it really gets started. But again, 14-0, man, is not the end of the world. You average 37 points a game at the crib. You can move the ball. And so here they go. I almost want to say, here we go. <laughs> but again, man, they're already facing another third down. Uh, but uh, Dak gets a pass to Rico Dotto, who makes a nice little play, picks up the first down. And, but again, as they move into Green Bay territory, they're faced with a situation. Uh, They hit Brandon Cooks on the reverse for six yards to the Green Bay 35 That's cool And this is what got on my nerves Quit trying to run the damn ball and be who you ain't Second is short Okay, see if you can go make a play Instead, Tony Pollard up the middle for, for minus one Nice third down and five
1: Yep, another third down Yeah,
0: Let's see what happened on this one, though.
1: Best got first reading out there. In trouble, rolling, pumping, taken down for the sack by Keyshawn Nixon.
0: Dak, you can't take a sack. And this is stuff to get on your nerves with Dak, because Dak played like trash the other day. Physically, you can play like trash. Mentally, dog, you gotta understand. We down fourteen nothing. We got super bionic leg kicker. He's going to hit this uh, 52-yard field goal, and we're going to be 14-3. to But at least we're on the board. Maybe the game will settle down now. With the sack, though, dog, it's a 60-yard field goal. You're not doing that on the second possession of the game. And it's fourth and 11, so you can't really go for it. Even on fourth and five, if you choose to, you could have gone for it if you didn't want the field goal. Fourth and 11, you got no chance, man. The sack wrecked that. And then what happened on the next drive, man? Your boy Love hit the touchdown pass. Uh, They put him up 20 to nothing. And at that point, I was like, the game is 99% over. Perhaps there's a chance they could come back, but I don't think so. And then, of course, on the next possession, we get a pick six. It's 27-nothing. To me, the game is over at that point. But these are the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Well, uh, you know, pressure they, pressure uh pressure burst pipes on Moe's diamonds. And with them being on the playoffs, with everything that they built on was, was kinda going down the drain when they realized what the what the Packers was doing. And I think the pressure got to him right then. That's why he had that mental breakdown right there. You know, he, he didn't get it that, he didn't get his first read. He didn't do none of that and he just panicked. We hadn't seen him panic like that all year. Maybe San Francisco game, but we hadn't seen panic in him like that all year, right? And right then, yeah, uh, he lost it mentally. Right there, he wasn't even there. Right then.
0: That's a great point. Now, my, my issue with that is, uh, I, I don't normally say this, but it's it's true, dog. Real talk, real talk, because I I'm a that guy. But they paid Dak $50 million a year or $45 million a year not to panic in that situation. Mm-hmm. Like some cats, they don't pay not to panic. Like, okay, hey, if you made that mistake, you know, you're not one of our elite players. You're not one of our all-stars, all-pros, guys who we've invested a lot in. So we understand why you did that. But we paid you. And you held us over the barrel to make sure we paid you. And I don't have no problem with that. But we paid you not to panic, dog, and you panicked. That's disappointing. And that, to me, is the disappointing uh, part about Dak's performance uh, the other day. It just looked jittery. It didn't look like Dak. Everybody's human, so I understand the physical mistakes, the bad reads that people can make. But, dog, I don't understand the jittery and the panic in his eighth year in the league. I understand it early. I don't understand it late, and that to me, by far, is the most disappointing aspect of Dak's uh, performance. That being said, he took them on a 12-play, they tried their best not to score, but they finally scored. 12-play drive, and they pulled within uh, Mm. 27-7. And at that point, man, I'm like, you know, I'm still trying to find some hope. Now, y'all know me. Normally... I don't believe in hope, but I'm trying to find some. I'm like, you know what? They can start the second (laughs) half with a touchdown. They can make it 27-14. You get a stop. Now Uh, Green Bay feeling a little pressure. You get the ball back. You score. It's 27-21. You in the game now. I mean, I saw – who was that? I saw uh, Jacksonville come back from 27 nothing lad, just a year ago.
1: Yeah, that boy had to throw all them damn interceptions to do that too. Yeah. Hey, man.
0: I'm I'm trying to find some hope.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's 34-10, and I done gave up now. But these are the Cowboys. They tease you like a little vixen. They tease you. And so, dog, Tony Pollard scores. They go right down the field. I go, well, at least the offense is moving now. And it's 34-16, and they go for two. And I'm like, you know what? Good move. You're down by 24 you can go three two-point conversions, three touchdowns, and you can tie the game. It's unlikely, but you're saying there's a chance. Mm. Here's what happened on the two-point conversion.
1: Yeah. Here we go! Fake Prescott, Rowan, Ferguson is in for two! There is a flag in the end zone. Green Bay saying this is going to come back.
0: I just shook my head, dog. I shook my head on a number of levels. It's a two-point conversion. Why the hell is Tyler Biotis ineligible downfield? That feels like a mental mistake to me. Second, Jalen Tolbert, it was kind of a gimme call, but he put too much of his shoulder into it. So he got called for a pick. So he got poor execution. But then finally, if y'all saw the play, I was shocked when he threw it. Because he could have just walked it in. And if he walked it in, what happens, bro? No flag. None of these other penalties occur. Right. And when, I think you might have sent me a text then because even then it looked like he aimed the ball when he threw it.
1: Yeah, he was aiming. And I was just like, yeah.
0: I was just like, you know what? And then I didn't tweet, I tweeted out this. Now we got a long field goal attempt, extra point attempt. And what I really meant to tweet out, I'm I'm being serious with y'all. What I really meant to tweet out was this, it it was served the Cowboys right, given that this is a long PAT. Did not watch the automatic kicker, gonna miss it. And what happened? Doink! Right off the upright. And it's amazing. You scored a touchdown, you tried to steal a little bit of momentum. And even though it was just two-point conversion, it just felt like it was a big difference between 34-18 and 34-16. And right then, I was just like, you know what? Let me stop lying to myself. There is no comeback today. There is no miracle happening. These jokers have turned around and got their ass kicked by Green Bay, and I'm just going to have to accept it.
1: Well, it was a total total team effort. I've said this before, you know, When the Cowboys win, they all win together. You know, sometimes the defense carried offense, sometimes offense carried defense, but sometimes are they clicking on all cylinders? Well, clicking on all cylinders. Well, Sunday, they lost on all cylinders. Everybody contributed to the loss. The special teams, the defense, the offense, both them uh, coaches on both sides of the ball contributed to getting their ass kicked Sunday. They was bad. Yeah, bro. Bad, bad all the way around.
0: (laughs) That's a good way to wrap it up. Yeah. That was uh, four plays that shaped the game. Uh, Me and Big Joe and the Big Rig are going to spend this week working on ten plays that shaped the season. I got to tell you, I thought we had an extra week because I did not expect them to lose this week. Uh, I thought they'd have a tussle with Detroit if Detroit came to town. Or the Rams, so I would not have been like, "Oh yeah, they got to walk in over there." But I thought somehow, some way, they would beat uh, the Packers. That didn't happen, and so let's call my friend Todd Archer, longtime ESPN insider, beat writer for the Cowboys, my partner for about a decade on the Cowboys, and uh, let's see what he has to say about this debacle we saw at AT&T Stadium on Sunday. What's going on? What up, bro? How you feeling? Nothing. I'm feeling well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm still trying to feel... Figure- I ain't going to lie to y'all, man. I've been covering Cowboys since 95. I still woke up this morning, no cap. I still woke up this morning and said, I can't believe these jokers got blown out. <laughs> I just can't... Got- I'm just I just I bet Jerry doing the same thing. I bet he was sitting on the I crapper this morning talking about. Jerry was saying this morning. Dude, I like I could see how they could lose. I could see that. I just could not see them getting smoked at the crib. I just couldn't see it. So that's how I've been feeling as I sift through this. Uh what are your thoughts on that uh, thing that happened this weekend?
2: It's you know the 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 Belichick stuff was swirling last week, right? Like going into the playoffs. Oh, would Jerry do it? And, you know, you just talk to people in the organization and stuff, and you get like one guy just kind of laughed and said no. But then you you have a game like that where it's an all out embarrassment. Where maybe it's not something you laugh off anymore. And I'm I'm not predicting anything honestly. If I had to predict something right now. I bet you Philadelphia would be the team that would be bold and blow out their coach one year after a Super Bowl, and the Cowboys would stand pat with Mike McCarthy. That, that's that would be my prediction at this moment. When we right now, if we talk two hours later, I might say something different. And that's where Because
0: sports is fluid.
2: Sports is fluid, and so is Jerry Jones's mind. And and, and I think there's a lot of that going on on in that organization with Jerry of thinking, who can I get? doesn't make sense do i want to go that route does mike deserve to have that happen to him all that stuff has to go through his mind and but ultimately it has to be is the story going to be any different in 2024 if you run it back with everybody
0: oh well i i know this to be a fact or i'm gonna claim it to be a fact When you have a loss like this, there's going to be a scapegoat. Somebody's going to pay the price. The question is, who pays the price? Like last year, Kellen Moore paid the price. We can say whatever we want to say. He paid the price. I mean, you can say, you know, your boy Dan Quinn paid the price on the way out the door. Okay, fine. We can do something different on defense because he's gone. Uh, If not, somebody got to pay the price. It's got to be McCarthy. I don't know who else can pay it other than McCarthy or Quinn. Uh, right, Dak's you know maybe money, Dak right? pays the price. I say he pays the price only in the sense of you don't give him a contract extension this year. You like let's see how it goes. Right, but uh, even that's a dicey situation. Uh, so I, somebody got to somebody got to pay for my. You know I, I said this before, man. My dad had a saying around the house: uh, If somebody's going to be unhappy, it's not going to be me because I pay all the bills up in here. And so, I, I yes, I adopted that in my own house. If somebody's going to be unhappy, it's not going to be me. And so I look at Jerry, and I'm like, Jerry's sitting around thinking, I'm unhappy. I'm, I can't be unhappy. it got to be somebody other than me. Who is going to pay the price for this crime? And so uh, I think, uh, but I think you're right in terms of him just trying to figure out who pays the price.
2: And there, there have been times like during the Garrett era, I'm sure we talked about, okay, well, if you let go of him, who's going to be the head coach. And like the names that we came up with, you're probably like, yeah, maybe that guy. Yeah. Maybe that guy. But ultimately they were kind of the same dudes, right? Like they you weren't right. guaranteed and you're not guaranteed anything when you make coaching changes, but there certainly weren't guys with track records available where you said, huh, okay, that's interesting. And now there are. <laughs> Starting with, I realize Belichick's 71, 72, whatever he is. But the guy's been to nine Super Bowls. He's won six. They have a relationship with him through, through, the, through the years. Um, is it based off more than, hey, how you doing at the owner's meetings and the combine and things like that? I, I will take people's word for it and say it's based on more than that or, or talking about trades around the draft time and things. Um, I, I would say that they, they have a good, solid relationship with a guy like that. But then, he, you know, you got a guy like uh, available. Well, he just won a national title. He took a team to a Super Bowl. All those things, right? So I, I don't think he would go there because I don't know if Harbaugh would come here, right? I think that's more of the... Um, he might want more control than, than what the Cowboys would be willing to give. And then Mike Vrabel. I realize he didn't have the great playoff success in Tennessee, but he's got a Belichick pedigree. He played in the league. He can speak the language, um, all that kind of stuff. So those are three guys, and and why not? Let's throw Mike Tomlin's name in the mix after he walked off the stage after the Buffalo game. <laughs> So
0: like, I thought that was there, there, are,
2: yeah, there are possibilities that probably exist now that haven't existed in, in other times when we've talked about the future of a Cowboys head coach.
0: Um, I think, obviously, Belichick is the name that resonates given his track record. And the question is, um, you know, is he willing – I mean, he said he was willing to cede power in New England. Well, that's where you've been for 24 years. Uh, yeah, so you to let, I'll,
2: I'll, let me push back on that. I think he knew he was out in New England. That press conference was for right. the other thirty-one Everybody teams else? in the league to tell them, "Hey, I don't need all this stuff." That's what I. That's how I interpreted it. I don't think he was trying to fight for his job in New England. I think he was letting everyone because he. They had. They made the decision three days after the year. They, they knew what was coming. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they they knew Mayo was set up to be the successor, all that. So I'm just reading between the lines my way of saying he was letting everybody else know that I don't need to be the, the, the king of kings when I go to your spot.
0: I'm trying to figure out. Like, I look at New England's deal this year, and I'm like, they still played terrific defense to me, it seemed like. They were just lost on offense. Um well
2: yeah the, I don't the, know the bad part is they were they lost 38 to 3 here,
0: so <laughs> right well yeah yeah
2: but uh, but I would say when their season was even when their their season was over whenever whenever it was over they still had chances to win games like I'm looking at this now they yeah. this is where you get to where the offense was bad 20 to 17 they lose to Washington 10 to 6 they lose to the Colts 10 to 7 they lose to the Giants Six to nothing, they lose to the Chargers. Like, they were in all of these games, even with right. a bad bad team. Like, Bill still had the, their their worst loss um, in the final two months of the season was 27-17 against the Chiefs. And that was a pretty close game, I remember watching. So, you know, they beat Pittsburgh. They beat Denver, who was on a high at Denver, too. Um, shoot at Pittsburgh as well So they took Buffalo They stretched them out in the week 17 and then you know Yeah you lose to the Jets and the, okay maybe That's the worst loss Let so me take that back But you know what I'm mm-hmm. getting at They they still played for the guy It seems like from a fall
0: Right um, So how do you <clears throat> How do you think he'd fit in Dallas Within the organizational scope um,
2: I think he'd fit. I mean, if if Parcells can fit, that worked. There wasn't the big and now different circumstances, and and Jerry needed to make that work because he needed a stadium at that time after three straight five and eleven seasons, all that. But now Jerry needs a Super Bowl, right? I mean, <laughs> you're right. After three straight twelve and five seasons, so, um. It, it can work, and I think Parce, uh, Parcells, I think Belichick will look at this roster and say, they've got to be doing something right here, whereas, because there's nine guys that made first second team all pro, the pro bowlers, that, all right. that stuff. Um, whereas when Parcells came in here, he's probably like, these guys don't know what the hell they're doing. They're 5-11, they got all, they, what in the world? Yeah,
1: he did overhaul so, the roster. Yeah, he did overhaul right. the roster. Yeah.
2: So, you know, this doesn't need an overhauling. Now, it might not be the the defense, for sure. It might not be the style of defense that Belichick has played. But if anybody can figure out how to make it work, I'll take my chances with that guy.
1: Yeah. I can
0: see that. I can see that. Uh that mean Josh McDaniels is our offensive coordinator? Ah. Uh. Um, <laughs> why you do that, bro? <laughs> yeah, why?
2: I don't don't. If, if I can see if you 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 had that reaction if Josh McDaniels was the head coach,
1: right, right.
2: Josh McDaniels as a coordinator is pretty dang good.
1: He is good. He's just a nut job as a head coach. Huh? That's that's where I was. Right. At. Yeah.
2: So so you're not asking him to be the head coach. So right. It, yeah, and it's it's fun. Like I I was thinking about. Well, supposedly he could be John Mayo's OC, but maybe he waits and and sees what Belichick's gonna do and. But, yeah, I mean, the whole notion of, you know, when Mike came in, I want to keep the offense the same for Dak, and that's going to help him. And they, this year, even when Mike called the plays, they kept the bulk of the language the same, all that stuff. I think we overcomplicate this game in so many ways yeah. that learning a new offense ain't that hard it will be some growing pains. I got gotcha. you. He might not. They might not lead the league in scoring. He might not throw for 4,500 yards, 36 touchdowns. But they're going to be – he'll be fine. I don't think Dak having to learn a new offense in year nine should be any reason not to go make a coaching change.
0: I think um, – I mean, it's – you know, this is the ultimate of sports is fluid because – I think – I know I poo-pooed the Belichick notion um, because I think uh, people like Gary Myers were just throwing it out there because there was nobody – basically the only way this could even come up is what happened Sunday. Like if they just lose a normal 37-34 game, everybody's mad, but there's no fire to coach. It was the level of embarrassment and unpreparedness on both sides of the ball that has us talking about this. And that makes people do things that they might not ordinarily do, which is why, you know, I think Belichick, you have to make the call just to say, hey, let's chat and see what's up, even if it's just y'all talking and it's not a formal interview. And, and
2: this is where, like, the notion of Jerry being this cut-and-shoot guy, like, you know, the oil and gas days and all that, I do not experienced that in the 20 years I've covered right. this team. Jerry's a deliberate guy. He gave Jason Garrett a decade. Like he's not a guy that just does something on a whim. Tell me the last time that he's done that. Help me out here. I'm no I'm probably missing something. Like in a whim is probably not a bad way to Greg Hardy signing here when no one else really wanted him. Like he wanted Odell Beckham right. here. They didn't sign Odell Beckham. So like I've done so much stuff this morning. I can't. That's why I think Philly will be the one that does the bold thing, and the Cowboys will be the ones that stand pat. Like just because I don't know if Jerry wants to make the change, despite the disappointment that he has, or believes it's the right thing to do, or or does he need to be guaranteed the success of making the move before making the move? When nothing is guaranteed in life. like It's easy for us to sit here and say, if they bring Mike McCarthy back, it's easy for us to go, I've seen this story. I know how it's going to end. In Mm -hmm. Jerry's mind, he might say, I don't want to cut bait too early on a guy and then bring in something new and miss this opportunity that I've had. That's what he had with Jason Garrett for all those years. He let Jason Garrett go to the last year of his contract twice. It worked for him in twenty fourteen. They went twelve and four. Romo had his best season. It didn't work for him in twenty nineteen. They went eight and eight. Contract expired and Mike McCarthy's here. Now Mike McCarthy's entering the last year of his contract. That's not a good place for a head coach to be. That's not a good place for a head coach to be after getting waxed the way they got waxed, with possibly having to bring in a new defensive coordinator. All those things. So again, we go back to the beginning. Everybody's like wondering how the hell did this happen, and how did they get here, and what do they do? And everybody's got one answer at one minute, and another answer answer another minute, and Jock can come back with sports is fluid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And there it is. There it is. The shot from Todd Archer. There you go. That's not a shot. It's true. That's yeah. a shot. That's I, a, I did I'm, take that I'm, as a shot. I did. I liked it. I oh, wanted, I forgot. you the hype man. Yeah, I wanted it to be a shot.
0: You to wanted me. to be a shot.
1: Claim it as a shot, yeah. Todd. Huh? It's all good.
0: <laughs> I, I, See, it's, it's always divide cool. and conquer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it might have been a shot,
2: but it's also true. See. Many <laughs> truths are said in
1: jest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes, 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 yes. Well, Uh, okay. Go ahead, Joe.
1: Well, I was just saying, just listening to y'all, it was really good stuff because I'm thinking we don't want Tomlin. I like Tomlin, but he's a 3 4 guy. Um,
2: Yeah, but he came up in the 4 3 system. He's not, I mean. He did. He did.
1: He he did.
2: He can do it. His greatest strength is his leadership and what he brings to the room that guys play for.
1: Yeah, but can can you. and, and, and y'all know better than me, can, can Jerry get out the way and let a leader be a leader like he did for Parcells for the most part? Can he do that? That'd be my question to y'all. Y'all know him better than I do. Go ahead, Jock. I'll let you in. I
2: mean, I so, you, uh, I'm, I'm trying to formulate my
0: answer. I think he can, but you have, you know what, man, we, you know, we've we talked a lot about this. You have to set boundaries with people when you... Uh, when, you know, whether you're dating them or whether you're hiring them, uh, whether it's your kids, you just got to be upfront with your boundaries. Hey, uh, and you can't be like McCarthy and lie about you looked at all the tape if you really didn't. So if a coach comes here and he says, Jerry, for me to be effective, for me to be the leader the way I need to be a leader, I need two things I need you not to talk after games, and I need you to do A, B, and C, not to address the team before me. And he can either get down with that or he can't. Uh, but if you and make that, it part of uh, your yes. discussion, when you, go ahead.
2: No, and that's what I was – Go ahead, Doug. Like, what's getting in the way – like, how did Jerry get in the way? What does that mean? Are we talking – he can't do the radio show anymore? He can't talk after games? I mean, he didn't nah, talk he can until, talk, he, until he Parcells was the coach. So, yeah, right. it's possible. But there's also, like, when the whole Jimmy-Jerry – uh, Ring of Honor thing came up. There was one of the stories that came out was like, you know, Jerry Jerry just wanted to be part of the have part of the fun. Like he wanted to be talk about Yeah, I'm not uh, having any fun. Uh, I'm not having any fun to, so I think we maybe overplay the stuff that Jerry says and the impact it has when he talks on the radio. Maybe I'm underplaying it, but that's just always been my sense and from talking to guys in the room over the years. You never know what Jerry says on the radio. No offense to whatever radio station they're on. They're not listening. Like,
0: right, right, and, right. And,
2: and, you know, so it is it is. It it is what it is. Um, but I do think there would be a deference shown, and I don't mean this as a slight to Mike, because he's a guy who won a Super Bowl as well. I think there's a deference when it's a guy like Belichick that Jerry might change a little bit because it's six right. Super Bowls the greatest coach of all time uh, the dude is going to break the, Don Shula's record with, you, with your team all that stuff
0: yeah I think it's a uh, it's a um, it's where he holds you in respect you know if you look at the guys he's hired over the years you know Barry Switzer I'm just happy to be here Dave Campo I'm happy to be here Chan Gailey I'm happy to be here Wade Phillips, I'm happy to be here. Jason Garrett, I'm happy to be here. Those, you know, even Mike McCarthy, I'm happy to be here. Those guys can't tell you anything because they just please give me the job, please. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, whatever you attach to, just give me the job. I'll do it. Whatever. I'll do it.
1: Yeah, he used to That's say That's what that, those guys uh, are. He used to say that Parcells is on his ass all the time. That's yeah. What he used to say. And yeah.
0: Parcells and Jimmy. And probably, um, you know, if they were to hire a Belichick, yeah, Belichick wants the job. But he, I'm not going to go beg for the job, and I'm going to be like, I'm just so happy to have it. Just do whatever, pay me whatever. Just you know, just give me the job. And so you come, you walk in with a certain respect, you know. And so that's what he has to have if you want the kind of change that you're talking about, because it can't be somebody uh, and, and who's now, just happy to have a job.
2: Now a situation where. Do they ha- how quickly do they have to act, right? I mean, Bill interviewed yesterday in Atlanta. I'm sure he's got other stuff maybe coming. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But, okay, if you don't go that route, what about the other guys that are interviewing for jobs? And I have a hard time thinking that Jerry is going to hire a, a, a Ben Johnson from Detroit, their, their offensive coordinator. Not because I don't think Ben Johnson can be a good coach and all that, but at 81 years old, I don't think Jerry wants to sit there and go through the growing pains of a young head coach and 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 all that. Like so you're almost limiting a lot of the pool before it can even the pool's even open in some yeah. respects. And that's why I go back to you got this guy who's available, who's won it all a lot of times, coming to a franchise that's not won anything in twenty eight years. I mean, all we're really doing, if we're being honest, we're just putting two and two together and try to make it equal four when we don't know what Jerry's calculator looks like because he's a guy who told us one and one can equal three.
0: <laughs> right, and he's, uh, he decided not to talk on his uh, radio show this week. Well, and no, that's, uh, not,
2: that's not true. But they well, don't, I, he's he not,
0: said, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily unusual. He just, you know...
2: It's not It's not that he didn't speak. It's that they're not, the contract ends when the season ends.
0: Right. It's but not like he was scheduled to
2: talk. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Honestly.
0: Yeah, I thought uh, he did. Mm-mm. All right.
2: At least well, that's you what that? Us, but, well, he should. How about this? Well, hey, the yeah. GM is supposed to, for NFL media rules, the GM is supposed to have an end of season press conference.
0: So, there you go. we we'll,
1: I want my industry to the, the local radio. Right, right. <laughs> so, know. so I want um, that too. So, what I gather from this conversation is y'all saying that Jerry don't the national narrative that Jerry gets in the way of his head coach is y'all. Are y'all saying that that's overrated or that's overplayed, or what are y'all saying with that?
0: I believe it's
2: overplayed.
1: Okay, myself,
2: that's my perspective of. I don't know. I don't speak for Jock, but the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys gets. Just about everything the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys wants. And and everybody was you just gotta it. be bold up to. didn't for it. want TO. Well, okay, yes. Parcells didn't want TO. Does everybody else know what happened the day the Cowboys cut their signed TO? You? They cut Larry Allen. Bill didn't want Larry Allen, so they got rid of Larry Allen and they signed TO. You. It was a one for one move. Bill kinda got his way there. Like, okay, Jason Garrett might not have wanted Greg Hardy at that point. Like guess what? It was a one year deal. Whatever. There was no financial commitment to the guy. Yeah, okay, but Jason Garricka, he got Zeke Elliott in 2016. He was the one pushing for the running back at number four when a lot of other people were pull, pulling for Jalen Ramsey in that room. So my perspective, my belief is the head coach has a lot more power than people want to believe. Um, as long this as they're is, uh, is-, is putting all the effort in on the job. To know everything that needs to be
0: known, like Scott Van Pelt is probably one of the dudes on TV I I respect the most because he does his own thing and makes his. I mean, I love his show, and I don't like very many shows like that. Um, he's on the TV the other day, and he goes, "Well, you know, I'm paraphrasing, of course." Cowboys, Jerry Jones has been an impulsive owner. We'll have to see what an impulsive owner does, and I'm just like. He ain't really all that impulsive, bro.
2: No.
0: Like, he ain't fired nobody in the middle of the season except for Wade. Right. And he's had a bunch of different coaches and he's had a bunch of disappointing seasons and tough losses.
2: George and so is impulsive. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, Jerry is really, not. Jerry listens. And impulsive.
0: No. He listens to Steven and he listens to Will. You may listen to too
2: many people beyond, I'm saying, outside of those two guys.
0: Right, right. You can say that. But uh, impulsive is not really what he is. Maybe he used to be, but he's not anymore. And so there's a whole lot of national narratives that get out there that people who cover the local team just know either to be exaggerated or just false. And that's kind of what we have here. And that's what narratives are. They're just things that people believe from the outside that uh, people close to the situation understand to be, like I said, either exaggerated or false. And uh, that's the benefit
2: Doc, of being local. You ready for another? You ready for another narrative?
0: Yeah, take a shot. Yeah, what's it?
2: Dak Prescott
1: and Tony Romo are the same guy. Yep, we said that the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we said that the other day. Uh,
0: and, yeah, and I, we I were made, discussing that the other day.
1: Yeah, Tony's
2: Tony got better as his playoff career went on. Dak's I realize the Tampa game is staring at me in the face from last year. Dak hasn't.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm. Uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't been able to figure that one out. I'm really disappointed. Because uh, Dak's a really cool dude. He's a good dude. You wish him success. But dude, he just played so poorly the other day and he looked so jittery. And that's what bothered me. It's the jitters that bothered me. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any answers for that. Well,
1: it's kind of like um, it's kind of like taking a test that you didn't study for. When the Packers threw that defense at them, it's like they didn't have no no answer. That's what it looked like to me. Like there was no well, see, that no, sound no, like... no improvisation, no adjustment, no overcoming nothing. And that was that was I mean, they throw that defense and they, they started to do that match zone stuff and it was like what do we do?
2: What, and that's, and that's like also, that's right. That's on the quarterback and that's on the coach. That's right. Where I was going like, right. so, and they, they didn't adjust. They couldn't figure out that the, the Packers were doing things that they didn't show and they didn't, maybe they did adjust. and That's why Dak ended up throwing for 400 yards. But at the start of the game, when they saw what it was,
1: mm-hmm.
2: they, the coaches weren't good, but you don't take Dak off the hook. He was not good in the first two quarters of that game. Yeah. And And it was yeah. over. Yeah.
0: And uh, before we let you go, what about C.D.? He didn't look good either.
2: Yeah. I don't don't get out and go against Washington. Maybe it was because it was Washington. But they're 13 of 13 with each other in that last game of the regular season. And and then they come out in this one, and it looked like it did the first five games of the year before (laughs) the San Francisco game. Like, what what happened there? Right, right, right. Again, things you can't explain. Like, who would have thought Michael Gallup would have a 100-yard game in the playoffs? But he had a hundred <laughs> game in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so many things that were kind of kind of backwards. Like, and again, the the, the defense. I'm not going to sit here and say they played. Oh my God, they did stuff they never did in the regular season and played more zone because a lot of the big plays they gave up were, in man, and just busted. Like we had not seen that many busted coverage all, coverages all year. They still they weren't able to yeah. stop the run all year, despite what people wanted to say about it. They stopped the run because teams couldn't run on them, not because there was anything the Cowboys get yeah. them out
1: of. Oh, they gave up on um, the run. Some teams gave up on right. the run. Right. Yeah.
2: Exactly. So, and, and because they had to, right? I mean, you're down so much. Yep. Go ahead and run the ball. Um, so, right. this whole season, we've seen this before. Like, we well, talking to we, the three of us, we've all seen this. Like, as well as McCarthy did with Dak this year, we saw Dak for 37 touchdown passes and 5,000 yards with Kellen Moore. Yeah. Like, we've, we've seen him direct the number one scoring offense and the top five offense in points. We've seen that. We've seen this defense be really good in the regular season and take the ball away and pressure the quarterback, and yada, yada, yada. Like, we've seen all this. Like, there, there was nothing new this year or different than was the previous two years maybe how they got to 12 and 5 maybe they only got to 12 and 5 because the eagles choked it away
0: <laughs> right right. Like,
2: so th- that's why like this if this whole season was based on what they did in the playoffs what's 2024 if if they run it back with everybody
0: it's like, uh it's the same you're thing not going to care about anything it's, it's, in the regular season nope not a thing It's going to be all about the plan. I mean, basically like this year. It's uh, it's going to be very interesting. I don't know that you can run it back. And I think they're Uh, going to run it back. All right, what's your gut say? What's your gut say? I I think they run it back. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I, I can't expound on it. I think they're going to run it back.
0: Well, that's why it's your gut. You don't have to expound on your gut.
2: Well, thankfully a pretty big gut. Um <laughs> I would I would say if you guys called me four hours from now maybe I'd have a different answer. Maybe not. But when do y'all talk to Chill? When does Chill come on with y'all?
0: Uh he comes on Fridays. We talk on the, to, him, he we might talk to him
2: on Thursday actually. Okay. Yeah. So it so that could be two days from now could be a completely different answer. True.
0: Oh I believe that. True
1: that, yeah. Yeah.
0: I believe if you ask Jerry right now, if I I call Jerry right now and he picked up the phone, which he's never done, uh, (laughs) you know, he'd say one thing. And if you called him back and he picked up the phone two days from now, he'd say something else. But I think he really doesn't know. And uh, that's the nature of the beast. All right, my friend, I appreciate you. Okay, we will uh, talk to you next week and see what's happening. (laughs) Sounds great. That's Todd Archer. All right, brother. Uh, it's Todd Archer Presented f- for you each and every Wednesday By Smokey John's Barbecue, 1820 West Mockingbird About uh, 5 minutes from downtown Dallas You need to roll through there And pick up the world famous Unbelievable Available everyday Catfish Catfish is just fantastic It's flaky how do you call it? It's got just enough crust to make it just a little bit crunchy, but inside it's flaky. It's delicious. Uh, my boy Matt McLaren used to love it, especially with the, when they put a rib with it. It don't really get much better than that. But uh, that's Smokey John's Barbecue. Uh, you can also swing through, pick up Jam Session Bowl. Now, y'all know about the Jam Session Bowl. I was bringing one out to Joe this week, except the weather turned bad and we couldn't make it happen. But if the weather hadn't turned bad, he could tell you just how delicious the jam session bowl is. That's what I believe. And the jam session bowl, it's a base with mac and cheese or mashed potatoes. And then they put two out of five smoked meats. I was getting a double brisket for Joe. I really was. You was? I normally rock with, well, yeah, I normally rock with the brisket and the sausage. And then um, all the stuff you find on a loaded baked potato, man, chives, sour cream, uh, bacon bits, cheese, all that stuff. They put that on it. Then they either drizzle it with sauce or they drench it with sauce. It's fantastic. Love in your mouth. It's delicious. Uh, And again, if there hadn't been ice on the roads the other day, I was going to take it uh, it, because it was perfect. Uh, you know, but alas, the gods prevented us from doing that, and so we had to uh, push it back to another day. But that's a jam session bowl. It's love in your mouth. There's enough for two people. If you got a little shorty, three of y'all can eat off of it. For real. If you need it more immediately than that, I'm talking about some Smoky Johns. You need that flavor. Uh, go to the website. Click on the marketplace. SJ Market. Go in there. You can order the sauce or the rub and have it delivered to your house in a couple days. Now, understand, they got this new 12 ounce bottle of the rub. Boom. I put the rub on some popcorn the other day. Fantastic. It's fantastic. I saw it on a commercial that uh, Brent and Juan were doing. I decided to try it myself. It's fantastic. Uh, you can also uh, pick it up at uh, your local HEB's, Burleson, Waxahachie, McKinney, Allen, Frisco. Uh, you can find Smokey John's Rub there as well. Uh, Smoky John's Barbecue, trust me, it's fantastic. One of these days, Big John Big Rig will be able to vouch for it as well. But for now, take my word for it until I get it out there for him, What you doing today, dog?
1: Hey, man, don't worry about the call.
0: I, I just me, asked you, me, you me, home me, today?
1: Me and my ain't many going to load up and go get it, dog. We already talked. No, 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 We going we gone. Uh, you know?
0: We gone. Uh, you know, I told you I'd meet you over there.
1: Yeah. Don't be like that, man. It's all, I, ain't, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at I ain't Okay, mean, okay. I ain't okay. man ain't many going to come through. We rolling. All right. You know what uh, I'm saying?
0: Tell me when she comes through, dog. I'm going to make a special plan to, to make that yes, happen with you.
1: and make a special plan to bring an autographed copy of Deion Sanders, the leader of men.
0: Oh, Coach Prime! Coach Beyonce Prime, making of men. there you
1: go in the making of men. Make sure my many want an autographed copy of that.
0: Okay, long well, she got her twenty dollars. No, ain't no damn twenty
1: dollars. We done earned with all with uh, <laughs> with all we've been promised. We done earned. I ain't promised Not many nothing. Me and you been
0: no, promised. We been but promised. I ain't promised our many
1: all, nothing. All we've been promised. It's all good. It's all good. Ain't nobody paying no damn yeah, twenty dollars? Okay. For the love, well, of for the love, man, uh, all the friendship oh, okay, man, that we done okay. had, and many times I should okay. have whooped your ass about stuff and I didn't.
0: Okay, I need Doctor, my free let's copy. Let's not go there, man. Let's let's not go there, man. Because Fig- you know, okay, okay, figuring <laughs> the Yeah, because at this point in time, you know, I, I do
1: not don't put these
0: hands on you. But yeah, yeah. I put these hands on you. I tell you, and not a whole lot you can do about you
1: it. You got a shot you at know, the title. You I, have did a, get, you I did have get a shot. eight
0: reps at 225 on I, the incline today. So I'm feeling good about myself. I don't care. I don't care. I'm listen, feeling good about myself. Listen, I mean, listen, I, mean listen. I, I remember when I couldn't get 135 on the incline. Listen. Now I got, you know, eight reps at 225.
1: You ain't you ain't
0: violent. Ten reps and two sets at 205. Yeah. So I'm just
1: saying, dog. Eight, eight reps at you know, 325. Violence counts for something.
0: Hey remember man, that remember, hands.
1: remember that remember that
0: i play with violent hands remember man.
1: that now dog i've seen your hands <laughs> no you ain't seen them lately they callous right now i seen your hands.
0: you ain't seen them lately i got seen, calluses now i've seen your hands. i used to not have no calluses i got calluses uh, now
1: this is this is a pissing contest that you always lose go ahead with that i don't even
0: wear gloves when i lift weights no more
1: oh my god that's so tough now
0: On that note, let's take a quick trip around the block,
1: man Yeah, we just did You're gonna love this Yeah, we just went around the block You're gonna love this
0: In the year 2024 I'm encouraging I got the aromatherapy working today I got a little, uh, whatever that orange is Blood orange Going through my uh, scent diffusers I got the black cherry candle in the bedroom I got the lemon zest candle in the bathroom I'm creating an atmosphere for me to thrive and feel good and so yet 2024 for me for me and I want to encourage all my brothers out there to do it the sisters already do I want to encourage all my brothers out there I've decided that 2024 for me is going to be a year of self care and so, on Friday, guess what I did, dog? Guess.
1: I don't know. You sat in the bathroom and smelled that lemon zest and you felt good about yourself. I don't know. How good a guess You know guess what?
0: That's a, quality, that's a quality guess. I so I appreciate it. that. No, I went and got me a massage on uh, Friday. Just me. Just scheduled it. Set it up. Uh-huh. Got it. Uh-huh. Now, what's funny is, and I do this from time to time. I was sitting in the waiting room, and the, the young lady came in there, she had the clipboard, and I could tell, let's see how this pronunciation gonna go. And she said, uh, uh, Jacques. Mm. I said, where you from? She said, Dallas? I said, what part of Dallas? She said, West Dallas? I said, all right, where well, you go to high school so I can judge you. She said, I said, you go to Pinkston? She said, no. I said she said, I went to Brian Adams. I said, oh, Brian Adams? You damn sure can't give me no massage. She said, why? I said, girl, I went to Skyline. Ain't nobody from Brian Adams put their hands on me. Go find me somebody else.
1: Really?
0: And she started laughing. I said, I, I said, you laughing, I'm serious. She said, you are? I said, no, I'm playing. So <laughs> I was just having some fun. But uh I just, you know, man, I've been my body, uh, I try to work out six days a week. I'm getting older, and I just decided, man, that this is the year of self-care. And so I've been talking about getting a massage for a minute, and so I just, on a whim, just like, let me do it right now. Scheduled it, went in there, I said, hey, my, my back, my shoulders, and my hamstrings, if you can focus on those, we all good. And uh, she did that, and uh, I gotta tell you, man, that hour flew by, I was like, I thought an hour would be enough. I'm like, I see why people get two hour massages. Because the music was on, whatever little soft jazz they had playing, the, uh, the aromatherapy was going, and I was in that relaxed state. Uh, but it, it felt great, uh, you know, just getting all that tension out. And uh, my hamstrings have been bad for a minute, so working on those and going deep in the muscle. Uh, it was great man So I recommend that To all my brothers man When last time You had a massage
1: I be trying to Like uh, Kill my mic So I don't mess This segment up You just keep asking me stuff <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to Is that stay, cause you Eating cashews No nah, Are you drinking water No nah, because Or you trying
0: not to laugh
1: I'm trying to just Be me I'm just thinking <laughs> This dude really think He can whoop my ass But alright then <laughs> <laughs> that just tickled me I I'll kill my mic and laugh for about five minutes. But uh okay nah, man, I think now. It, I think it, uh, it. you know, I don't know, uh, I had a deep tissue a couple of times and I didn't like that. Um uh, that make uh, you really that either. make what, you really it hurt? Yeah, it makes you really sore. Yeah. You get all you know, it's good uh, but it's you really sore after it was um uh, Nah, and I didn't want
0: to go that deep. I asked for firm, not deep tissue. Yeah, for that deep, exact tissue,
1: deep tissue is serious business. You better drink that. Out. Had you
0: that had you screaming and howling?
1: I didn't. She didn't. It wasn't like that. It's just well, I guess the next day it does because you're pretty damn sore. And then right, uh, right, right, Yeah, the type of work that I did. Yeah, it was it was good. But uh, I hadn't had a massage in a while. You know, as a professional massage, but uh, right, yeah, it's all good. I, no, hope, well, I, I enjoyed
0: it Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it to the point Where I said you know what I said while I'm here Because they offered a deal I knew they would but I was like eh, Let me see Because uh, I had, a, I knew a friend of mine Had recommended me another spot to go And I said you know what I like you and I like this spot And so I signed up And I could cancel it any time That was very important to me uh, But I signed up for a monthly massage because uh, I figured I'm going to get them every month. I already go to the chiropractor once or twice a week. Um, and then on Saturday, after I worked up, I did the third phase of self-care. Do you know what that one is, bro? No, nah. I went and got my feet done. Oh, okay. And uh, my feet were bad. <laughs> uh, now, they weren't terrible, but they were bad for me. Uh, I probably hadn't had a pedicure in about three months. I try to go every couple of months. Uh, ideally, I would go every six weeks or so because I do so much jump rope and stuff that I get a lot of calluses on my feet from rubbing up against my shoes, from jumping up and down and stuff. But, duh, it was 45 minutes. I got the seasonal citrus massage with the hot stones and the paraffin wax.
1: Felt good, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm killing my mic now. And so... Uh,
0: So I went to work and it was uh, it was good. The the worst part of it, though, was, uh, you know, they take all the cuticles down and that was good. Clip your toenails and make them even. That was good. But then, man, she put that cheese grater to get that dead skin off my feet. And I was like, this is embarrassing, even for people who deal with feet. There was so much dead skin on my feet. I was like, oh, my God, I have got to do better. Lotioning up my feet And keeping them right Because this is bad Uh, And then man They put that That uh, paraffin wax on them In the bags You stick your feet in the bag With the paraffin wax I I think he kept it in there For about 10 minutes man Then he took them off And massaged my calves and stuff Rubbed my feet Put some oil on them And then they were done That was a beautiful experience man It's 45 minutes so I spent about an hour and 45 minutes of self-care this weekend, and I'm just telling y'all, just try it out. And so I sent my son a picture. I said, hey, look, look at my current status. And you know what he sent back? He said, Dad, I guess you were serious about this self-care thing. And I just started laughing. I was like, hell yeah. I am. I just think it's important that you take care of your body. And that you take some time to just, for you, not for nobody else, just you. And just relax and just, uh, you know, take care of yourself. Uh, Especially as men. You know, we carry a lot of burdens around with us. Sometimes we act like we can't tell our friends or there's nobody to talk to and you just got a lot of stress. And uh, this is a way, at least for a little while, to alleviate it. Do something good for yourself, something nice for yourself. And uh, just get a little relaxation in So. I'm uh, I put myself on a schedule where I get a massage once a month. I'm gonna try to get these pedicures done every six weeks, and I figured that with my chiropractic work, I'll be good uh, in 2024. So that's my goal. Uh, I encourage all of you guys to set your own goal, but that's me, uh, Mr. Metrosexual here. Your mic still off, though?
1: Yep,
0: Joe disappeared. disappear. Yep,
1: no, I'm I'm, I'm here. going disappeared
0: disappear while he over there laughing.
1: Baby, you should leave me the hell alone. Right, well, that's,
0: <laughs> no, man. That's our, that's our trip around the block, man. Woo, so About self care in yes. 2024. Yes. Now yes. Right, let's get back to them Cowboys.
1: Roger that. Man, praise the Lord. <laughs> no, you didn't. Bro. Yes, I did.
0: <laughs> um. You know, I, I was thinking about it this morning, and so I called Joe up, and I said, hey, Doc, uh, we, we talked for just a second. I sent up a list. I said, uh, we're going to talk about what shocked you during the game because when I think about it, I was truly stunned by their performance. And this doesn't happen to me often because I've seen a lot in the 28 years I've covered the Dallas Cowboys. I've seen a lot, a lot of good stuff. Don't forget, I covered the last Super Bowl team. A lot of bad stuff. Yes, I was front and center for them 3, 5, and 11 seasons in a row, 2000, 2001, 2002. I've seen a lot of heartbreak. I've seen a lot of disappointment. I've seen a lot of celebration. I've seen a lot in 28 years of covering your Dallas Cowboys. But rarely have I been as stunned as I was on Sunday. And so I, t- I made a list of the three things that stunned me the most. And I think we'll go forward. We'll go from three to one. Uh... Did you make a list? I know we talked about it. Did you make one of the three things that stunned you?
1: Yeah, it's too easy. Yeah. Okay, all yeah. right. Yeah, I got well, you. I'm going to
0: start with my number three, and then we'll go to your number three.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, my number three, the thing that, uh, that stunned me, and it stunned me the most, and that's what we're talking about here. My, for Number three for me was the Playmakers did nothing. And this is interesting to me, because I had this conversation with Jordan Lewis in the locker room on Wednesday. And I said, you know one thing I like about your team, dog? Because we were discussing that fumble that he grabbed against Washington, where he snatched it from him uh, as he was falling to the ground. Because he's done that a couple times this year, and he told me he first did it in high school. Um, And it's just kind of a technique he's developed over the years. Uh, but we were talking about, I said, dog, the one thing about your team, man, is you got playmakers on defense, man. And, you know, whether it's Micah, whether it's Tank, you know, whether it's you, you got some guy. you know, you got Bland, you got Donovan Wilson. Somebody seemed like going to make a play. Well, nobody made a play on Sunday, dog, defensively. Very few guys made plays offensively. And if you looked, and I sent you this list, man, if you look at the top 10 highest-paid players on the team this year, starting with Dak Prescott, and and listen to who made plays on Sunday. Dak Prescott, awful, okay? No other way to say it. Trayvon Diggs didn't play. Zach Martin, uh, I don't know that he gave up so many pressures, but he was part of a running game that didn't do much to me. You look at Terrence Steele. He gave up a couple pressures. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence uh, made a couple plays early, did not, have a, did not record a pressure on the quarterback. Uh, his plays came in the run game. Brandon Cooks uh, was uh, pretty silent for the most part against uh, Green Bay. Michael Gallup, hey, he had a 100-yard day. He showed up. Tony Pollard seemed like he could have done a little bit more had he had some opportunities uh, but didn't really have because they fell behind so quickly. Uh, Gilmore gets credit for trying to play through a torn labrum, uh, but he was not good on Sunday. And then Malik Hooker, uh, this just me. Uh, he's my Buckeye brother. I don't even remember him playing. That's just real talk. Uh, maybe he was, he was, one, of, he was one
1: of those four safeties that got his ass ran over in the running game.
0: Oh, okay. I was going to see if you remembered him doing anything.
1: Yeah. I remember. Um that.
0: so that was it for me. It's just that the playmakers whether we are talking offense or defense did nothing. What uh was your number 3?
1: My number 3 was um it's a thin line between love and hate, between confidence and no confidence. The the dynamic uh what whatever was wrong with CD Lamb was my was my biggest shock right there. And it's all conjecture, but I think that he looked at I, – I say this again. I think he looked at the defense and he realized how things was going to go. And it was like less, everybody had to work to get him out of, out of his uh, funk to keep him from going in right. the tank because he knows the ball ain't coming to him right away. And that's kind of how it played out on offense where Dak looked at him. Dak stirred him down a couple right. of times and he wanted to throw. He didn't have nowhere else to go. And I think he realized when he right. was going to get bracket coverage – it was going to be a hard day for him. And so that that little thin line right there of being a problem and not being a problem, man, that shocked me that he went in the tank so fast. That was the first drive between him dropping right. balls and Coach coming over and talking to him. That's a big sign. You can't deny your body language. That's what he did last time, and everybody kind of glossed over it. He was He was acting a fool on the sideline. It was subtle, but he was doing it. <laughs> And then everybody kind of admitted, and he went on to have an all-pro season. Well, you know what? It's a thin line. You know that confidence, no confidence. If I'm getting the ball and all of that. So, that that's my number three right there is what happened. What's going on? You know, like what, that, but... what was it? You know, I was shocked to wow. see them guys. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, Dak, I was shocked to see them go in the tank so fast.
0: I didn't realize CD had 17 targets uh, yeah. in the game. Yeah. Only uh, only completed nine of them. That's an indication that uh, they didn't connect. Uh, but a, a lot ready. of it
1: was garbage. A lot of it was the, the 32 points that they scored that didn't matter. You know, that was the whole thing right there.
0: Um, for me, the number two was the defense was a complete no-show. Uh, some dude named Romeo Dobbs. Caught each of the six passes, directed his way for 151 yards at a touchdown. Uh, Musgrave, Luke Musgrave. Perhaps he's still mad because the Cowboys drafted his daddy in the uh, early 90s and never really gave him a chance to make the team, and he got cut. That's Brent, know, that Brent Musgrave? Bill, Bill Musgrave. Bill Musgrave.
1: From my Oregon. Yeah, he
0: bust the Cowboys for a 38-yard touchdown. Uh, Jordan Love. 272 yards on 16 completions, three touchdowns at a nearly perfect passer rating. Aaron Jones, 118 yards, 5.6 average, three touchdowns. Uh, They did anything and everything they wanted to the defense. The defense put up no resistance. Uh, They barely touched um, Jordan Love. Uh, They ended up with no sacks, no turnovers, and three funky quarterback hits. Uh, Micah Parsons, a huge disappointment. Um, you know, uh, I didn't see that coming. Uh, this has been a defense that made plays all year. They made none the other day. Very disappointing. Uh, who's your number two? Number hey, what's two? Your number two?
1: My number two was the play of Jordan Love. I watched Jordan Love play against the Saints where they came back against the Saints and beat them from like 28 down or something like that. He wasn't – it's not the same thing. And they showed the graphic where he was the different quarterback second half of the season. But, uh, yeah, he looked a little jittery that game. He jumped around a little bit. Um, They can – I think Jordan Love should – when next time he see Patrick Mahomes, he should give Patrick Mahomes a big hug because
0: Patrick Mahomes
1: made those – well, what they used to say, oh, he's so undisciplined. He don't stand in the pocket and deliver the ball. Patrick Mahomes with all those off platform throws made it possible for Jordan Love to do what he was doing. His feet were never set. He was leaning back. His feet were never set. He jumping when he throw the ball. He was putting English on that ball. His arm he got an incredibly strong arm, but a lot of the things that he was doing and the angles he was throwing the ball, that used to be coached out of quarterbacks. And that's why I say when Patrick started doing that stuff, it, it became a new thing he's throwing off-platform. You know what I'm saying? All of that. Jordan Love did a lot right. of that. Um, he had a couple – I bet he had three three throws in the game when you went, wow. Now the other ones was like, shit, wow, he wide open. So, you know, even <laughs> when you got guys wide open, he didn't screw that up. So the play-action yeah, right. game, him moving around, him being calm – him throwing quote-unquote off-platform was pretty good. I was surprised by that. I was surprised by his whole game, and so was the Dallas Cowboys. So <laughs> that's my number two. Um,
0: and my number one is I just, I'm just i still dumbfounded by how bad Dak played. Uh, I looked at it. I've examined it. Dak Prescott was just awful. Uh, yeah, he put up some numbers at the end. And some fool put on uh, Twitter, oh, Dak finished, uh, let me see, where where was it? He said, Dak finished 41 of 6,403 yards and three touchdowns. What a game for Dak. And I was like, really, dog? Really? Are you serious? Did you watch the game? Come on, man. Dak was awful. Um, yeah, he put some numbers together late when it mattered. But once once he threw the pick six in his twenty seven nothing, basically, nothing else mattered. Um, I mean, everything else was just fairly irrelevant. Uh, I was surprised at the jittery nature of his performance, and dude, I just, I thought he had arrived, and he has not. There's and so a, there's, um, a,
1: you know. there's a certain amount of pressure that comes. Like you got a little pressure when you when you the the the, 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 the team you favored to win. There's a little pressure there. Right. You at home, there's a little pressure there. and you, Pretty much you play your way out of that because you play your game and everything goes good, and you just play your game and you win. Right. Well, when you get behind like that and you slip into, well, here we go again, you know, that old feeling is back where we down, yeah. and now I got to get back up. And can I get back up? And then you got whatever going on between you and 88. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't vibing. And then you got all of that little stuff right. going on, the little, you know, the little penalties, a holding here, an interference here, and all this bullshit, all of that leads to, yeah, a disappointing uh, uh, game for number four. But, you like yeah. I say, he played bad. We can't blame it on everybody because it was the team effort. But That's how I kind of look at it, right. with the pressure. Usually you can get past that stuff. He never did.
0: What's uh, what's your number one number one factor from Sunday's? Number
1: one, like oh. I said, it's too easy, man. It's so much bullshit with this team. It's too easy. The, the preparedness, the game plan of the defensive coordinator and the offensive coordinator. I was stunned at what they was doing. We hadn't seen three tight ends. I hate to sound like a broken record, but we hadn't <laughs> seen three tight end formation, power formation like that. All year long, and if we have, it's been very little. Okay, and you realize, I right. Right, look—you need to throw on first down sometimes. But you loading up power, bro. What the hell is you doing, bro? Why are we trying to use that anemic ass running game to bro. in the playoffs? What what is that? Well, you overcoaching. I mean, you 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 doing what you don't do. And it just don't man. make it, it didn't make no sense to me because here we go okay we banging Pollard three times in a row off tackle what what is that Duh. what is that <laughs> I mean, well what are I we doing know, I mean now you you guarantee but man. you guarantee third down like when you go first down so you go first down second down first down no 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 three times two times in, in two two straight runs by Pollard. Multiple times guarantees you third and five. We don't want to get to third down. We don't no. want to do that. And, that no. and that's what they was doing. And then uh not to get on the offense so much because the defense was equally as bad. You know, we can't we this team could not afford for both sides of the ball to be bad. Like when in Seattle <laughs> when we played when we played Seattle, defense was bad. And the, the offense bailed right. us out. Dak bailed us out. When we played right? in Detroit, same thing. It's just one of them things where you can't be bad on both sides. And they, they kill me all year with the personnel. I like Will Clay. I like what. The, I like all of that. But they personnel, they never replaced any other linebackers we were supposed to have. But here we go with this bullshit. Where we playing zone? Ah, what's what's going on? What's going on? I mean, yeah, we can get our butt busted, and man. But we know that's what we do. Why do we play zone? Now we're selling out. We got to sell out because we got these light-ass people in the middle of the defense. We got to sell out on the run. So what happens when you play zone behind that? As soon as you pull them up on play action and you don't get to the quarterback, there's a big hole in the zone. There's a big hole in Yes, there. sir. Why are you doing what you haven't done? And then the, the, the biggest thing to me was – all year long, you signed Rashad Evans. you signed different guys. You're trying to get linebackers in here. Who signed off and said who signed off and said we can play with four safeties. We can play with six defensive backs, and them guys going heavy. Who signed I off? Imagine that it
0: was uh Dan Quinn?
1: Well, I guess he said it would work and who and somebody believed him, but it never worked. It never worked. And that's no. what you talked about all year. If you get off to a fast start, if you get off to a fast start, you can avoid teams staying with the run. Yeah, I And think, they don't. Uh, they didn't. The Packers, well, we knew that. I, I told you on Friday, Packers can run the ball. And the Packers can get behind right. you. And the Packers can get behind you. I didn't see 48 points. But I saw them causing problems. Right. And then when they start talking about how, right. how they start talking about how fresh Aaron Jones was, I was like, "Oh shit, he just came back!" Oh, it's about, yeah,
0: he missed about a month. He's it, good. It's
1: about to be on. Yeah, I was like, "Man, can I tell you something, though? Yeah,
0: the Packers did, and man, I'm, I'm not. I can't remember if you poo pooed me or not, so I'm uh-huh. not saying that you did. Uh-huh. But the Packers did what I thought the Rams were capable of doing once they once they had their running back back. That's why I was like. Oh, I don't think they want to see the Rams right now. But the Packers—I didn't think the Packers would would beat them up like this. Obviously, no. Nah, I thought the I Rams had that potential. I don't think
1: you, I don't think I poo pooed that, which I don't use the word poo poo. That you go with that bullshit. But uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think I kicked that to the curb because I don't think you ever said about. It. I don't. That's something you might have thought, but you didn't say it. Uh,
0: that, yeah, that 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 could be true. And the other thing is, I say this all the time. I talked to so many people. Sometimes I remember who I said what to. Right,
1: right, right. Uh, Because
0: I, you know, whether it's you or whether it's Todd or whether it's Newey Scrubs or Clarence Hill or Calvin Watkins, I had conversations with all y'all during during a normal week about the Cowboys. And sometimes I confuse who I told what to. But uh, that's the uh, top three things that left us stunned uh, by your Dallas Cowboys performance. On Sunday. Uh, So, for Big Join the Big Rig, we always like to thank uh, the good folks at uh, Greening Law. Without them, there is no show. The same goes for my brothers, Brent and Juan, over there at uh, Smokey John's Barbecue. Don't forget, you can find me on Twitter, JJTJournalist, at JJTJournalist. If you think you follow me, you probably don't, because my account got deleted. Long story that I promise you we're going to tell you one day. And uh, until we chat again, you guys be blessed.